0: God, the word vulnerable. This it's guy, like so sick of it. Speaking I'm sick of, of the word Speaking
1: vulnerable. of vulnerable, the guy wasn't even vulnerable enough to go down on you. <laughs> True. Like, are you kidding me?
0: But he was vulnerable enough to take down his own pants. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah. That does take a lot of courage.
0: What a man. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. What day is it?
1: It's caller day. <laughs>
0: Good job. It is caller day. We are joined today by none other than Mel. Mel, thank you for joining us.
1: How are you doing? Hi, thanks
0: so much for having me. Do you mind giving us your age, your city or region and your story?
2: Okay, yes. So I'm 23 and I'm from Alberta, Canada. And this story involves a guy named Ethan, who is 25 and he's from the same city as I. So I met Ethan on Hinge at the end of August and this story kind of takes place over September and there were five different dates. So our dates were super fun. They involved um, our first date was coffee, which was nice and kind of relaxed. We went for drinks. We had dinner together. We woke up in the middle of the night to go on a hike. So it was like a nice variety of different dates that we did. Um, and the best part about all the dates that I would always come home and gush to my girlfriend or my sister about, is the conversation was so good and we would joke about it. And my sister would tease me because I came home and she'd be like, was the conversation good today? And we just, you know, if this became the thing that we, him and I have really good conversation. And what I mean by that is he, so he asks really good questions. And that's something that I love to do. I love to ask, you know, interesting questions beyond um, normal,
0: uh mm-hmm. kind of typical Andy's giving questions. a thumbs up <laughs> yeah that it's yeah. so refreshing when someone does that
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah
2: yeah exactly so that, no that's all right um that's something he was really good at so he asked me you know like tell me about your childhood and what were the the memories that really formed you as an adult so just kind of great beyond stuff uh we talked about books we really like our ideas on life um dream jobs our values we both really value family so that was cool Um, And I remember beginning at the beginning, I distinctly mentioned to him, you know, I, despite being young, I take dating seriously and I've never been one to really casually date. So I distinctly remember we had that conversation. We also got into several kind of vulnerable topics. Um, So he told me that very unfortunately, his dad passed away of cancer when he was in junior high. And he told me that on our second date. Um, And I told him that very thankfully, my dad's still alive today, but my dad had cancer when I was nine. So that was an experience that we could at least relate to on some level with one another. And we had that good kind of vulnerable discussion talking about those pieces of us that are still um, kind of relevant and that shaped us in our childhood. We, this is still on the conversation topic, but we also were good at, you know, expressing feelings for one another. He made a distinct point on our third date to say that he really liked me and not in kind of a passing way. You could tell this was um, him expressing an actual sentiment to me. Um, And, you know, we made verbal plans to one another. So he would say stuff like, I can't wait to ski together in the winter. And we talked about making the perfect chocolate chip cookie together. And so just kind of making plans in the future, certainly enough curious what's making you make that face.
0: Oh, it's so cute. The perfect chocolate that's that is a very specific worthy specific and worthy. S- yeah, so specific. And I just love the the worthy quest of the perfect chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> yeah. yes. You you were you were focusing more on on how specific and nice it was, and I'm like, yeah, the perfect cookie. <laughs> she likes cookies. I do like that's no secret.
1: I also I also think it's really important. Um, in the early early stages of dating, when you when someone's talking about future plans, that's a mm-hmm. very good sign to notice that. Because if you're sort of wishy washy about someone, you're not going to be talking about things you want to do with them a few weeks or months down the road.
0: Well, and oh, we're getting off. We're
1: already. Yeah. Getting anyway, ready. go yeah, yeah, ahead. Just, just
2: <laughs> I don't fully <laughs> agree with you, but I want to hear oh, the rest of her story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Small
1: digression. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Yeah. No, that's all right. So we so we talked about that, and then importantly, so. I live with my sister and my two brothers and my brother's fiance were coming to visit for Canadian Thanksgiving, which is in October.
0: And he said that he <laughs> wanted to fellow Canadians. So, uh, it's, so, it's so sad that Canadians always have to do that, but we do. We're like Canadian Thanksgiving. It's in October.
1: Right. The second best Thanksgiving.
0: That is simply not true
1: America. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, continue,
2: Mel. Continue. <laughs> so that's no problem. So my siblings were coming to visit. So and he mentioned that he wanted to meet them when they were here. And since we had both talked about how important family is to us, I I took that as a really um, great sign. And they were visiting. You know, my uh, my brother and his fiance live in New York, actually. So it's not like a easy to come by visit. So I was I thought that was a good sign that we had talked about that. And then we also we just had a ton in common. So we you know like to do similar things of hiking and skiing and cooking. We also had very odd things in common, like um, him and I have the exact same thing for breakfast every morning, which is protein powder stirred into oatmeal, which is so odd for some people. (laughs) I can tell you two aren't fans, (laughs) but we just had a lot of little things in common. So it felt like, um, you know, it felt like it was a really good connection. And I know you're going to ask about it. So I want to talk about the sex part of it, too. But the interesting part of it is that we did not have sex in that time, um, which is, I think, very, I say it's odd because he's a 25-year-old guy, and we talked about it, and both of us, I wasn't keen to have sex right away, and his attitude towards it was really refreshing. Um, He had told me that he likes to get to know someone first without complicating it with sex and get to know them as a person rather than creating that emotional attachment, so Agree with it or not, I thought it was at least a refreshing perspective from from a young guy. He's,
1: he's a real rebel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I did. Um, I slept over twice, and we were intimate in other ways, moving towards sex, but we didn't actually have sex. There was more to it with him, I think, that I didn't ask about, but that was kind of a seemed like a uh, a value of his, so to speak.
0: I'm, I was about to ask an inappropriate question. Please do. Well, uh, it, oh, if, continue. I'll remember. I, if, I will not forget my question. So continue. <laughs> continue. I want you to get to the end and then we're going to start grilling you. All right. I love it. Um, so overall, I felt like there
2: was intentions for a serious relationship. And he, we actually had a specific conversation about red flags where he asked me what the red flags are with dating me, um, if there was something he hadn't <laughs> picked up on yet. Because he he told me flat out, I don't see any red flags of you. So, what would you say they are?
1: Um, That's funny. I asked you a similar thing in the first couple of weeks. I was like, okay, so what's your crazy? Come on. Oh, what is yeah, it? Oh, yeah, you did ask. I totally I forgot about that. I didn't see that. anything. Yeah, I was okay. suspicious. Anyway, go ahead. It's a good question. Yeah. It's sort so, of also yeah. kind of a rhetorical It's like It's like when the interviewer asks, what are your greatest faults? And then you give your strengths. It's kind of like that. No, you're very unlikely to get the right answer. But it's <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't think I gave him the answer he was looking for. But he specifically answer, said he did you?" Sorry, what answer did you give him? That, I told him that I have, which is the true answer, that I tend to have high expectations for my partner, which I think can sometimes be hard to measure up to in in terms of, I might have more of an idealistic standard. It's entirely possible I've been dating the wrong people, Um, but that was the answer I gave them. And he seemed like he had an answer in mind maybe, but it's not like he really jumped on that and it it clicked in his head as something that made sense.
0: Okay. Yeah. That Wait, did different. you ask him that yeah,
1: question? His, his yeah, what about
2: his problems? Like? He, yeah, no, I asked him what his were and he had, the other thing is he had an answer ready and I didn't, I hadn't thought about this in advance per se, so I think he, maybe he expected a more thoughtful answer, but his answer was something along the lines of he told me two and I can't remember the first one. The second one was that he wants to really be included in someone's family and feel like he can easily be a part of their life and not as, um, I don't know what experiences he was drawing on. He was almost trying to tell me that in past relationships, the family and the siblings hadn't been very accepting of him. So that kind of made him nervous and made him feel like he was on trial until they got married. That kind of idea. That's so not a red flag. Yeah, that's
1: that's a very weak red flag. Yeah, that's He's like, chasing just, like your family better be cool. Yeah, I that's just want <laughs> to be
0: liked by your family a lot. That's my yeah. red flag.
1: That's yeah, very weak. weak,
0: weak. <laughs> Sorry, we're dissing. It's not a red flag.
1: flag. It's not not red. It's not a flag.
0: It's the opposite. Green flag.
2: It's
1: it's like a suggestion box.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So
2: based on that conversation, I felt like we had, there was serious intentions for it. And so I didn't necessarily feel like we had to define the relationship right away. And I say that because I thought we were so much on the same page and we were only, we had only done five dates together that I, I was kind of enjoying the, the slow burn of it. I didn't, feel a need to ask them outright what are you looking for because I felt like we were on the, page, the same page and I thought that was kind of a given um and then secondly I think women get so much black for bringing that up especially if you bring it up too soon um being kind of painted as like a husband hunter or being too aggressively just looking for a boyfriend so I didn't feel like I should you know I didn't feel like I should bring it up right away um did you want when to I did bring it up? Like, I wanted to bring it up, but I just, it was, it was that weird combination of, I was just kind of enjoying slowly getting to know each other, but I would have had the conversation had he brought it up. Um, but I just didn't feel, I, I thought we were so much on the same page that it would come up when it came up and it didn't need to be rushed in advance.
0: And I felt like that's
2: where we were heading anyway.
0: Okay. I have so many questions, but continue <laughs> and we will. No, no, I want her to finish. Okay. Um, and then we hit the decline portion of
2: the story. So we no. had gone on these dates. And then um, we were supposed to hang out. The The last date was over a weekend. And we, our next date was going to be the next weekend. And I knew that he was really busy at work that week because he we had a few deadlines. So he wasn't super responsive in that last week. But I didn't quite know. I, I kind of just chalked it up to him having things to do at work um and then he ended up he texted me saying you know he really admires me he thinks i'm a cool person we have a lot in common all this stuff but that he didn't think we had the same spark on an emotional intimacy level which was a very odd curveball to me and i really didn't know what he was talking about um so then he he asked if i wanted to call him about it or talk to him in person He waited an hour to call me after I texted him saying that I'd like to talk on the phone. So it was just kind of an odd vibe that I was already annoyed with him. Um, But then he went on to tell me that he, this was the first time that he had told me about this and I wanted to be sensitive about it because obviously it's an awful situation, but that several people who were close to him had died in the past month since we had started seeing each other. Um, I think he said four people and these were sudden traumatic deaths. So it wasn't a, um, He had no way of seeing this coming. And so you could tell that he was in a really tough space, um, but he didn't feel like he could share that with me, that this was going on in his life. And that made him question why he couldn't share it and whether there was something wrong with me in the relationship. Um, So he basically went on to say that he didn't think we were having intimate enough conversation, that we weren't being vulnerable, and that we hadn't shared what we were looking for in a relationship. and he you know, he used a lot of annoying language of, it's not you, it's not me, it's who we are, it's not a problem, it just might not be the right fit kind of idea. Um, and then almost to counteract his assessment of me, on that phone call, I tried to be very upfront in that I really liked him, um, that I was, what I was looking for, which was a, like a serious relationship, that I, you know, all the qualities that I liked about him. I told him that we had both, or I told him that I had already told my siblings about him. And he had mentioned that he told his brother and his mom about me as well. Um, So I I try to kind of counteract that. And in general, this really bothered me because I, Charlene, I remember on the the Enneagram episode, you talked about how fours need to be understood. And I I totally have that quality um, where I just felt like he completely got me wrong because I am generally a very vulnerable person. I have no problem with intimacy. So, I felt like he had mischaracterized me and that he just
0: didn't do. Yeah, so it totally bugged me that that's what he thought. It like me. bugged you as much as the actual breakup. That's like, I mean, I imagine. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, if you're going to end it, at least end it because of like an accurate assessment of who I am. <laughs> I yes, exactly. Um, that's exactly how I felt. And, you know, obviously no one likes to get rejected. So, but I, So I wasn't pumped
2: about how that phone call went. And I could see his point, but I, you know, obviously you can always have been more vulnerable, but I still kind of appreciated my initial assessment of why I didn't hit the ground running, sharing all the most intimate secrets, um, because I was enjoying kind of slowly getting to know each other without rushing into that. So what, that phone call kind of ended with, did you want to cut in there?
0: No, we're, we're filing it away. We're filing it away. All right.
1: Come on. <laughs> keep it, keep it coming. Keep it coming.
0: Okay. So then that, um
2: the phone call kind of ended with him saying that he needed some, he, he asked me if that, if I wanted to have coffee or drinks in the next couple of weeks to get closure on it. Um, and this was towards the end of September. And then he, and then he said that after kind of we would meet and talk about it, he needed some time to reflect on what he needed. And he was also writing a, um, he was writing an entrance exam in November. So his mind was preoccupied with studying. And so he felt like he would kind of take that time to reflect, and then maybe try again after this exam. And he was not asking me to, to wait for him, but he was saying, he made it clear that um, there might, there is, there was a chance that we could try again and maybe go on, like start again after um, he wrote his exam in November. So he told me that it was up to me whether I wanted to get this closure and I told him that, yes, I did. Um, but I would think I, I wanted to think about it. So I ended up texting him a few days later saying, let's, um, let's go for coffee. Like you mentioned. And he was super vague in his response. Um, he said, you know, let's plan something after Thanksgiving, which was about a week and a half away at this point. And I, so I said, because he was so vague, I said, okay, I'll leave it up to you to plan. Then when you feel you're ready. And then, um, And then what ended up happening is that I, so I saw my siblings over Thanksgiving, they were in town. And my brother's fiance told me the story about how her dad won back his girlfriend by baking him a cake or baking her a cake and leaving it outside of her door. So they all got me hopped up on this idea that I should (laughs) bake him the perfect chocolate chip cookie and leave them for him outside of his apartment. And uh,
1: sweet but misguided, it, yeah. But sweet, but very, very sweet. 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 I like it's a good sweet.
0: callback.
1: Yeah, good callback, callback too. Callback yeah, to tre- tremendous cookie. in many ways. Yeah, it definitely didn't work.
0: <laughs> yeah. mean, do we know it didn't work?
2: She's yeah, I know, not I know it
1: didn't work. <laughs> oh, you know ahead. it didn't
0: work. <laughs> um,
2: so we, yeah. So they they got me all convinced on this idea. It ended up being a group activity. We all drove to his apartment building, and then mm-hmm. I left this box. <laughs> I left a box of cookies with the security guard for his building in the lobby.
0: Yeah, just and just uh, dying over the cookie.
1: <laughs> I just, I just picture him like looking at his window, seeing her entire family coming with the <laughs> cookies and him like, okay, I think I made the right decision. No, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> very cute. Very it's cute. It's very
0: cute. It would, you, good, it was, um,
1: good intentions, I was, you know, good intentions. I
2: thought big romantic gesture. Why not? So that I technically. Well, and,
0: and this is crucial. He led you to believe that it was because he, you either didn't give him enough, you weren't vulnerable enough, or that you were a different person than you are. So instead of just feeling like okay with it, you were like, no, let me show you the kind of person I am. I'll, mm-hmm. This is a callback. This is a gesture. Right. Sorry, continue yeah, your story. Yeah,
1: I'm no, just I, annoyed. I, I totally, I, yeah, it's all okay. annoying. So that's, continue, that's, that's finish. Right um,
2: so that's what ended up. So that's what happened. So I texted him saying, Hi, hope you're doing well. I left you cooking, I left you something at the security guard desk. And it's funny to admit now, of course, there was also a card that, you know, it said just like a nice message, like, Oh, I'm sorry, you've been having this tough time. Um, and a cheesy message about something like, I hope these you make your day sweeter. And we left them there. And meanwhile, my siblings are like filming me as I'm doing this out of the apartment building. Like it's just a big production effort. And uh, <laughs> we're
1: close. Oh, so my God. It's amazing.
2: And then he responded back probably two hours later saying, Thanks so much for the cookies. This was so thoughtful of you. I hope you're enjoying this time with your, your sibling, something like that. And then I, man, I really, I could not let this go, apparently. So I responded back saying, I hope there's no like gray area here. I want it to be clear in my intentions and I don't want to miss out on anything with you because I'm not being vulnerable enough. And this is, you know, from the advice of my brothers and we just felt like this was the, I need to be super clear. Um, And then he completely to that message and I have not heard from him since.
0: I'm speechless. Okay, Okay, we have a lot of questions. Overall, how long were you seeing each other? Was you said five weeks? It was five weeks.
1: And five days.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. When you were fooling around and doing things other than sex-
1: Dry humping.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're not gonna make our guests uncomfortable, but when you were fooling around doing the non-sex things in the bedroom, are you certain that that everything seemed in working order through fabric?
2: Um, Yes, everything was in working order. But it was non-reciprocal. Oh, you weren't interested? No, sorry, that was an odd way to phrase it.
1: Yeah, let's let's get I let's was, get sort of more graphic here. This is a little too like nuanced. I'm not sure. What, I, just, I don't even know what either of you are talking about.
2: <laughs> it was what <laughs> I mean uh, is that I went down on him, but he did not return the
0: favor. Oh,
2: oh okay. okay,
1: that's okay. much clearer. No.
0: Okay, I just wanted to make sure that that the equipment worked okay as first of all he's
1: the worst person in the world let's start off
3: with that. <laughs> are um, you just, i'm
1: offended no it's all right i'm not no I'm, I, I don't i think that sucks that's just not a good yeah move. i guess i'm not still focusing
0: look. on the little like things that could cause him to be this way but andy's honestly andy's right no, he sucks sucks i'm too focused on his junk for some reason <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: No, you should be. I mean, that. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm just trying what to. I'm trying to
0: um, justify, not that it would justify it, but justify some of the the things along the way, like him not ever wanting to. I mean, did he seem have to sex. have a good
1: time? Like, yes. In that? Okay. and I, and what happened? Sorry, did was there another sexual interlude after that?
2: So. No, there was two so our last two dates were sleepover dates and that happened both the sleepover dates um and then both times I slept over and on one of them we had woken up early to go on a hike so there was no sleeping in um and then the second date was a bit of cuddling in the morning but he's an early riser so he was uh,
1: kind of about about bed. Mm-hmm. Let me just get something clear here. You went down on him both times and he did not reciprocate.
2: Yes. Oh.
1: What's his address and his name?
0: <laughs> Man.
1: You should have told us that first. <laughs> Thank
0: you for
2: My
1: doing My name that. is Mel, and I went down with a guy twice, and he didn't do shit to me. Did
2: he try? Not, no. No, there's no saying in that. No, he didn't.
1: Were you, were you like, sort of like moving your, like, I, I, that's crazy. Oh my
0: God. Just, I already was thinking he sucked and now he extra sucks.
1: This guy sucks. And, and in, in in many ways, again, proving my under 36. I mean, he's way under 36, but it's not, <laughs> she's he, only 23. She's twi- it's I, appropriate. I was it's about to say, you're only 23. You shouldn't be dating also, necessarily 36. <laughs>
0: Canadian men are a little different. Apparently. They don't need to be 36 in Canada. Okay. I'm just going on the record saying that yeah.
1: is probably true. They're more European. The European age is like 30, I think.
0: Canadians are just a little better.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. So, um number 1, I'm and and this is a terrible thing for for my mind to go to, but unlike the guy the caller we had where the guy faked um Sickness? gastrointestinal issues during yeah. their date. Yeah. I think it's conceivable that this guy faked four deaths. I'm totally not. Honestly, this guy, I'm not kidding. I don't think the way he behaved in this relationship, I wouldn't fully put that past him. And I'm not saying I don't want this to be the thrust of my conclusion here, but his behavior is just disgraceful.
0: His behavior could be disgraceful, and four people could have died.
1: It's just so unlikely. What was there a plane crash or like? How is well, that? Even we are possible? in a global
0: pandemic.
2: Was it COVID
1: possible. related?
0: He he even didn't really
2: want to open up to it to me about it. Even as we were on the phone talking, he mentioned. Would one you of say was he invul- didn't want to be vulnerable actually. about it?
1: No, he didn't want to be vulnerable.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get. I I think maybe he. So the other thing is, is I think this might relate to his dad and having. Deaths come up might have just been a PTSD situation that made him shut down.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm. I just feel like it would be easy to. It would be easier than saying I can't be vulnerable with you. You're not vulnerable enough with me to say, look, I've experienced a lot of death around me. Yeah,
1: I got. I have
0: some trauma around that. It's not a good time for me to date. Like, really, make it about that. Yeah. But instead. He told her it was her, but also not.
1: It sounds like a lot of BS. It does. I honestly think in the end that for whatever reason, he just wasn't that into you and you should be happy that he wasn't because he sucks.
0: My biggest issue is that he led you to believe that you did something wrong or didn't do enough. Honestly, your story reminds me of The Bachelor. It's like, oh. (laughs) Are are you opening up in time? Your email I remember was like, when should you be? When should you allow mm. yourself to be vulnerable? Right, like yeah. as though there is this timeline when it's when you need to do it, or else if you don't do it in time, then the door no. is going to close. Like, give me a break.
1: It's it's you, absurd. The yes. only thing the the answer to your question is you shouldn't be super vulnerable in the first like hour. That's it. Other <laughs> than that, you're fine. You can do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, and if anything, I would think it's good to pace it out and to take your time with that because if it is good, then you have a lifetime to be vulnerable with each other. The God, the word vulnerable. It's so sick of it. I'm sick of of the word. Speaking of
1: vulnerable, the guy wasn't even vulnerable enough to go down on you. (laughs) True. Like, are you kidding me?
0: But he was vulnerable enough to take down his own pants.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That does take a lot of courage.
0: What a man. (laughs) Oh,
1: (sighs) If you can't tell, we're not
0: a fan of this guy. <laughs> I agree with Andy in that I actually think this had not that much to do with you. And I got to say, when you, I do appreciate the fun kind of off the beaten path conversation. But somehow it it reminds me a bit of um, episode two with Caroline. Just the guy that you would ask like these, you know, sort of these... Questions that kind of sound almost like he's asked them before on early dates. Do you know what I mean? Yes, totally. Yeah, like has he never asked any girl before? Like, oh, you don't have any red flags. What are your red?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. This
0: happened to Caroline in episode two. It wasn't red flags, but it was something else.
1: Sorry, It's rehearsed.
0: Yeah, he just feels kind of like, oh, I'm going to be like a cool, fun date. This is what we're going to talk about. Instead of just letting it kind of roll.
1: There's something missing. There's a chip missing with this guy. And he either has no idea how to b- behave in a relationship, is, is, is commitment phobic, or he's just really immature.
0: He kind of, did he seem like a player, or like a game player? I take it he didn't. Uh, no, I don't think so. He also told me that his he's
2: only had two serious relationships.
1: Well, and he's he
2: 25. 25. And as far yeah, as I that's know. That's reasonable. Just to say that it didn't feel like he dates around a lot. Like he's not a player player.
1: Did you have any interaction before before this time when he started getting distant over the text? Did you have any interaction where you felt unsteady, like unsure, like hmm, that this something is a little Oh, the
0: apex, the downward? Yeah,
1: yeah, the the, the back side of the hill. Yeah. D- did you feel any anything like yeah. that ever? Yeah, thank you for that.
0: Yes. So the
2: on our last date, he drove me home and we were, we, so far he had not come to my apartment and I also live with my sister. So him coming over with me meeting her and I men, mentioned a, a comment in passing like, oh, you'll have to come over next time. You can meet my sister, which did not feel like a big comment to say, considering that he was going to be my siblings in a few weeks. Um, and he kind of froze up there and said a weird thing along the lines of like, oh, we don't have to rush that, you know, whenever you feel comfortable with it. And that made me okay. feel like something was wrong.
1: Okay, weird. And nothing before that? Nothing, nothing before that? Everything up to that point was fine?
2: Um, If he wasn't, there would be on and offs with his texting. So sometimes he would be really quick to text. And then sometimes I wouldn't hear from him for a few hours. But that would usually be during the workday. So that wasn't such a surprise because we are both working.
1: Can we talk about how weird an excuse for ending a short relationship is that you don't feel like you can be vulnerable? let me say it's the worst word (laughs) no but i'm just saying isn't that a strange thing to say like to end a short relationship like okay if you didn't why just try why didn't you try to be vulnerable well
0: and that's why he was he was kind of manipulating her in the end to think that it was on her but then he's like oh no but it's not actually you it's just our personalities
1: that's that's i think this guy just has some weird stock like rehearsed items for his you know short relationships like he's like oh this is a great way to end a relationship is to say that I can't be vulnerable enough with you. That's such a strange excuse. Yes, especially that early. It's one thing to say that a year in. That's totally fine. Yeah. Like breaking up a year of dating. You're like, you know what? I just don't feel like I can be vulnerable. That's it, a good excuse. Five weeks is crazy. It
0: reeks of fishing for a reason that is not. I'm just. It's not a non
1: reason. That's why I'm saying. I think for whatever reason, I don't think he was into it. Whether it was you or what something, he wasn't into it. Whatever you guys had. And I'm not saying he faked the four deaths. I feel bad even suggesting that. <laughs> Although it would be amazing. That would be really, that would take the cake. I mean, this guy. But um, I wouldn't put it totally best. But uh, I think that is the strangest excuse for ending a five-week relationship I've ever heard in my life. And I, I didn't want to forget to say that because I, sh- I think I should have emphasized that earlier. That isn't, that doesn't add up. Especially since you did tell him about your your dad having cancer and his dad dying. You did talk about your dad and you seem to indicate that you were fairly vulnerable. We know that it's not because she
0: wasn't vulnerable it, enough. We know this wasn't
1: and, and let's not forget she went down on him and he didn't go down on her.
0: I mean, that's just the cherry on top. I want to circle back a bit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So just to be clear, Thanksgiving, he did never meet your family, correct? That's when things... Right. Things, okay. And, and that was... Pardon me?
1: Thankfully, 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 that's something you could have been thankful for on Thanksgiving. Anyway, sorry. I'm
3: (laughs) I'm
0: I'm adding up just sort of the data here. He said he would love to meet your family. He was all gung ho about his family. His red flag was along the lines of, oh, I just need to like your family so much. I need your family to like me, which isn't a flag. I don't even know what that is. And then a very easy way to ease in, it, it's so easy to meet your roommate slash sister. And this is going to come back full circle to the beginning when you said that it was a good sign that he was like talking long-term about meeting her family and oh, stuff. Oh, right, I was wrong. Well, I actually think a lot of the time that is kind of smoke and mirrors. Hmm. The, I can think of the one worst man I ever dated in my life was... total whirlwinder and like early on it was like oh we'll go we'll fly to wherever one day and like oh when i you know when we meet your parents blah blah like it was all always like jumping to the next thing and kind Hmm. of making me feel like a little more secure and invested than i might have otherwise i just i actually think when a guy does that a little too much it's not a great sign that early it's one thing to be like, oh, I'd love to meet your family one day, but it's nothing to kind of plan on it. And especially the sister thing, that would have been such an easy... A sister is an easy family member to meet, you know? Mm-hmm. Usually. Except for my yeah. older
1: sister. She's terrifying. Yeah,
0: he I think he wants to be single for a while.
1: He's not ready for anything. He's no. not ready for any relationship of any kind.
0: Mel, what were you expecting us to say about this guy? So my... The original question
2: that I had, and your take totally makes sense. I've, I also watch all your episodes, so I kind of knew what you. I thought you would say in advance as well. Um, but the original question was around, <laughs> um, so my best friend and her boyfriend, they're my relationship gurus. And they always tell me, like, at the beginning, it should be simple. You either like me or you don't. Um, and I wasn't sure how much the whole depth and general relationship timing had to do with this. So that was kind of my question. Is it that simple in the beginning? If you like me, we're going to be together.
0: I think so. I think so. I mean, the cookies were really nice. Cookies is
1: unbelievably cute. I mean, you got major points. They were great. In life.
0: I'm sure they were. He didn't deserve the cookies. But again, like I said earlier, you were put in a position to feel like you needed to prove yourself and change his perception of you which, if we're going to talk about early stages and it being easy and what it should be, it should not be that. You want to be with someone who you don't feel like has you wrong. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to do anything for them to understand you in the Enneagram 4 kind of way. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I've dated many men where I felt like I needed to sort of pull out all the stops to show that side of myself. And what I've learned from experience is that Someone either sees it or they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't need any gestures or delicious cookies as sweet as that is. no pun intended. <laughs> Mel, I don't know if that was helpful i i f- We feel pretty strongly in our answer, but I was sort of hoping that we'd f- have more of a hard like assessment on this guy other than he really sucks.
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean to be honest with you, after the second going down and no reciprocation i would have I would have said like. I would have told him that you need someone more vulnerable.
0: (laughs) If we are going to distill this down to your question about the vulnerability thing, hopefully it is clear that we don't think that's a real thing. Hmm. And that's that's the worst part of all, by the way, in this whole thing.
1: But it's such it's such a gross reason.
0: Yes, and it's, it affects it to her long false. term. She wrote into a podcast wondering if she did something wrong, if she wasn't open enough.
1: Yeah, it would have been more, much better if he just said, I'm just, I'm just not into this. Yeah. Again, 25, he's, he's a child. He, at, at 25, even in Canada, 90% <laughs> of the time, you're, you're babysitting. Is is my guess. You
0: said 90% of the time?
1: Uh, 75% of the time in Canada, 90% of the time in the US.
0: I think there's probably some truth to that, yeah. actually.
1: Who having? does this guy think he is? <laughs> Two times does not reciprocate <laughs> in the early stages.
0: I mean, when he should be on his best behavior, like impressing.
1: Who the hell does he think he is? Well, he, I'm offended.
0: Yeah. But honestly, this was really helpful. I, I
2: was so looking forward to hearing your take and feeling your anger about it. So this is exactly what
0: I needed. <laughs> I can imagine it being very satisfying when you yes. have anger <laughs> something and we get all like, angry all over again. Yeah, exactly. Were you gonna add something?
1: No, I just, just if, if that's what you wanted, I, I had it ready earlier. I was just trying to be like polite and go through the motions. <laughs> okay, Mel, well,
0: good luck out there and enjoy Alberta. Beautiful. thank you so much thanks for having me on it's so been so much fun thank, thank you for you. calling bye. take care bye okay andy <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh that guy
1: yeah he's uh he's in the metal contention for, for worst ever guy we've we've experienced
0: i can't think of Another, I mean, he's even worse than the guy that faked sickness.
1: Yeah, as I said, that guy, I was almost impressed with his... Uh, gumption. His gump, gumption. That's exactly but, the right word. This
0: guy was a coward. Coward. He. I feel like this guy wants to be... He want, She said he's not a player. I feel like he's dipping his toe into like, oh, no. I'll talk about these things, and then I'll do this, and I'll talk about the future and me and the family, and then... I'll be a coward at the end and make it about her and what she didn't do instead of just no idea. having the balls to admit that I just wasn't that into it. Yeah,
1: no idea to be a boyfriend or a player. He's, he's still in, he's got his training bra on. <laughs> but and not very giving, so to speak.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy you dug that up, actually. Yeah. Because I actually wasn't going to pick up on that. Like, I was like, oh, they fooled around. I'm not going to ask. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs>
1: One time is, that's a, that's a, that's a demerit. Yeah. Two times, that's a felony.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next caller. I need to shed this. (laughs) Hopefully,
1: hopefully this next one takes the temperature down.
0: Yes. All right. We have another caller today, We do,
1: we do, we do, we do. We
0: now have Kate. Kate, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Do you mind giving us your location and your predicament? Oh, also your age. Don't forget age.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, I'm located in Toronto, Canada, and my age is 33. Okay. Uh, to give a bit of background on, on why I wrote in, so um, if everyone can kind of dig deep into their memories of the holiday season of 2020. So, um, you know, like many others, I was unable to see my family for most of the year due to the pandemic. Uh, So I made the decision to go home for the holidays because of some health issues with my parents. So I wanted to spend some time with them. And in order to do so, I had to uh, factor in a two-week quarantine period. Um, So in total, I was gone for about four weeks. And about three weeks into into that time is when I wrote in. And I was, you know, at that point, missing my partner, my boyfriend, but not in a heart-aching kind of way. And so my question to dear Shandy was, should I be missing him more? Is this a red flag that that I don't? Has anything changed? Um, I mean, other than the fact that I'm no longer at home with my parents, I'm, I'm back in the same city as him. But no, nothing has changed. We're we're still together and everything like that. OK, so but you never reached a point where
0: you did miss him.
3: No, it's not that I didn't miss him. It was just not this um, intense desire. It was like, you know, we were, we were texting each day. We were, were calling. And so I felt like I had enough access to him, but it wasn't um, it wasn't like a, a deep yearning, I guess is, is how I would describe it.
1: Mm-hmm. So on, on a scale of, of one to deep, deep yearning, of 10, <laughs> where, where, where would you say you, you fell in there?
3: I would say like I was still uh, on the side of of missing him. So like a six or a seven, just not oh. uh, to the intensity of a 10. Oh, okay. We need some stats. How old is your boyfriend? And how long have you been together? Uh, he is also 33 and we've been together about a year and a half.
1: And when you were visiting your family, were you very occupied with things like, were you busy or were you kind of idle?
3: Um, no, I was pretty busy, um, you know, helping my mom with some things and, and getting ready for the holiday season.
1: Okay. And do you get along with your family? Well, you enjoy their company?
3: As much as anyone can, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> you you be, be careful what you say. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: I, I love I them so much.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they listen to the, to the podcast, <laughs> but know. in case they do, um, yeah, they're the best. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> only in case they do. Okay. So you, you are busy, you know, I'll just start off by saying, there's nothing wrong. A year and a half into relationship, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a little distance and not, you know, every day pining away for your significant other. I know Charlene, you know, is an opera singer, and she goes away for six week stretches. And boy, when she goes away, it's party time, baby. <laughs> no, it's it's not, especially now. But um, but yeah, you know, sometimes I enjoy that first week or so. And then I start missing her. Um, and eventually I start really missing her after around <laughs> the month period. But I think there is something to say about a healthy separation where you're both kind of on your own and you're not like pining away desperately. That being said, um, if you made it through this whole time, which doesn't sound like, I mean, you are busy, but you weren't busy, like, you know, hiking in the Andes mountains. You <laughs> were busy doing like you know, household family things. Um, it's it's probably it probably would have at some point been normal for you to have a relatively heavy missing. I would say around week two three. How um, long
0: were you away in total? About four weeks.
1: Yeah, what do you think?
0: I, I have a couple of thoughts on this. And this is coming, by the way, from someone who has been in long distance relationships for the better part of my adulthood.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I know what it feels like to what you're talking about, the level 10, the extra, the extreme, extreme yearning. Uh, I personally, when I think about the times in my life where I have felt that way, it wasn't necessarily uh, reflective of a healthy relationship. It, I'm not saying it was reflective of a bad one, but I just think that it's kind of neither here nor there. That oh, do you have but something?
1: it's also could be reflective of a very early relationship.
0: I was about to say, yeah. yeah, it could be an early relationship. Also, I gotta say, for me, a lot of times it was in my younger years.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: And mm-hmm. I also firmly believe that you mentioned that you would text here and there. This is big for me because I find I miss Andy more when I'm away when we're just sort of like on each other all the time. It's like, so what'd you have for lunch? What'd you do? Which by the way, we don't really do, which is yeah. one of the reasons why it works. But I've been in relationships with boyfriends where there was like that constant umbilical cord. And I think that you can make each other miss each other more in a way that's, it doesn't, I, it doesn't make the, the relationship a healthier one. It just means that you're kind of yearning for each other more and not really living in the moment separately when you can. I actually don't think personally this unto itself is reflective of anything necessarily bad or missing from your relationship. And
1: I agree with everything you said. I will take it to the meta level now. The fact that she is calling into a podcast, which (laughs) to me shows some degree of concern, um, which would make me think that you are questioning the nature of the not missing. Um, because there's not the not missing, like, I know what I have back home is good. I've been with them for a long time. I love them and I'm enjoying this little break and I'm looking forward to seeing them again. But, but my guess is that you're calling in because you were, you were having some second thoughts about uh, the nature of how you're feeling.
3: It's so funny you say it too, because as I was writing the email, I was like, I hope the fact that I'm writing this is not a red flag as Andy (laughs) tends to say on the podcast. But I think I think part of the questioning that's going through my mind is the fact that I have had unhealthy relationships in the past where there was that really intense yearning or that umbilical cord, as you called it, Charlene. And in retrospect, I don't think it was because the relationship was good. I think it was because it was unhealthy. And so I have a hard time discerning, like, you know, does this mean that I'm in this healthy, mature relationship, which is maybe not something I'm used to? Or is it because my partner is missing a certain something um, that I, you know, maybe can't quite put my finger on? And is it sort of the sign of something worse than I'm thinking? Do you, do you want to go?
1: No, I'm just wondering, are there times when you were away where something happened that was, you know, really interesting? Or, and you were like, oh, I wish so-and-so was here so I could share this with him. Yeah. Okay. That's a good sign.
0: So first of all, I think the missing thing, I don't think it necessarily means there's something missing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice one.
0: Um, I do find it interesting, though, that... I'll put it this way. Do you tend to be an overthinker? Absolutely. Okay.
1: She's wearing glasses.
0: <laughs> Her glasses are very cute, might I add. Yeah. Um I say that because... This is, it seems like not so major a thing. And so I wonder if you're using it as the conversation starter. Like, do you feel in other ways when
3: you are in the same city that something is missing?
1: I'm with you. I'm with you on this line of questioning.
3: Not that I'm aware of. And so I kind of mentioned this in my, in my email that my past, like my most recent past relationship was very unhealthy and, um, was for about a decade long and so it was most of my adulthood and looking back on that relationship I realized that whether it was conscious or unconscious I ignored red flags early on and so I definitely have that bit of fear in the back of my mind that I'm going to miss something or I'm not going to recognize the red flag until it's much later in the relationship and it's become a bigger problem.
1: Well, are there, let's, what about times when you're not apart? Like what are, can you, can you list a couple of things that you're concerned about when you're actually together?
3: Not really, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, the important things are there. I would say like we have healthy communication. I think we're both pretty open and honest with each other. Um, You know, I feel there's a level of respect there, which is something that's been missing in past relationships. There's idiosyncrasies that annoy me about him. Um, There's ways he does things. What's
1: what's number one? I want to know number one annoying thing.
3: The way he loads the dishwasher.
1: (laughs) Family feud. Uh, Survey says loading the dishwasher. Wow. That you is know, a really just, specific one. Yeah. That is that is a good relationship. If your biggest problem is the way he loads the dishwasher, this call is over. Yeah. I
0: was going to say that is not deal breaker territory. Yeah, so
1: so not to, to diminish your, your loading the dishwasher example, but it sounds like your at-home relationship is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is this the first time you've had meaningful time apart since you started dating?
3: Yeah. I mean- I think the longest we'd gone before this would have been one week, but because of the pandemic, neither of us is really traveling that much. Or sure, yeah, of course. um, You know, schedules have been very different the last year, so I would say yeah. Before this period was maybe a week, and that was early on when we were very very new.
1: And are you living together? No, we are not. Oh. Okay. And how often do you spend, like, how many days a week are you together when you're not apart?
3: (laughs) Um, I would say, like, at least four or five days a week.
1: Okay. And you sleep over kind of thing? It's not like, okay.
0: I don't think there's anything wrong here.
1: Oh, I I agree. I'm just trying to make sure, cover all the bases. (laughs) When you say you didn't miss him, would you say between the physical and the mental, which was a heavier not-missing? (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a it's a
3: reasonable question. I'm sorry. And and by
1: the way, Kate, no one knows who you are. <laughs> Don't worry. Um,
3: I just want to make sure I understand the question fully. <laughs> okay.
1: So, so, yeah, that was a double negative. Okay. So there's there's physical missing, and then there's sort of mental missing,
0: emotional. Like
1: you, uh, right? Yeah. Thank you. Emotional missing, physical, emotional. Which of those two? did you feel was more absent in your missing i guess i could phrase that as a positive (laughs) which one between the two did you miss more of the two things you didn't miss that much i'm not sure which maybe the first way i asked was appropriate
3: oh there's an animal
1: oh it's like a kitty that's a a puppy (laughs) i like puppies too
3: i don't know how to answer the question because i do like for me like one of my love languages is definitely physical touch and so There is an aspect of that where I definitely miss it, but I miss like the sharing of experiences. So Mm -hmm. like you were asking earlier, like when something happens, it's like, that's kind of the first person I want to tell or the person I wish was there to have that experience with me. And so um, I would probably lean towards the emotion. The mental or the emotional, I forget what, what it was called.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Both. either one. I think I'm, my diagnosis, I'm prepared to make a diagnosis. Okay. Would you like to add anything?
0: You already know how I feel.
1: Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with this relationship. I think that you are- Based
0: a, on what we've been told. Based on what,
1: Yeah. I don't know for sure. Based on this, this five minute conversation. But I think that you are used to a relationship that was unhealthy. And unhealthy relationships I know can often involve this extreme missing, this unhealthy, like, oh my God, I need this person here. I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're so used to that. Ten years is a that's a long time.
0: Yeah, it's like your barometer is off now.
1: Totally off. She's yeah. so trained to expect that unhealthy missing when you're apart. Yeah. Aside from the the the, the flagrant, improper dishwasher loading, that that he displays, <laughs> I find absolutely nothing wrong with this relationship, and I think you have to accustom yourself to actually enjoying alone time. I think you should actually appreciate the fact that you were able to enjoy that alone time without this like l- unhealthy longing for for your partner. You know he's there. You know he's going to be there when you get back. You have the, it's almost like a comfort as opposed to a. a a deep longing. And then there's nothing unhealthy about a comfort. There's nothing unhealthy about enjoying some time alone, especially during a pandemic. I'm sure you guys, you know, there's a lot of together, you guys, it's it. That's your universe. So I see nothing wrong here.
0: Yeah. I think a six slash seven, you said on the the scale Mm -hmm. is exactly where you want to be. If it were below five, I'd be like, hmm, that's, yeah. that's like not missing enough. Like maybe you're enjoying your time away a little too much. <laughs> Meanwhile, 10, I just think is not, that's not fun. It's not-
1: No, that's it's, horrible.
0: It's horrible. It's not a pleasant sensation.
1: With one caveat, in the first three to four, maybe even six months, it's okay. It's, it's, ro- it's like, you know, honeymoon period. But after a year and a half, seven is solid. I I feel like I Charlene is the love of my life, like- I would die without her, and I'm at around a seven when she's gone on opera. Oh gigs. yeah,
0: I'm like a six.
1: <laughs> awesome. That's that's, that's well, sweet. usually because I'm
0: distracted by having an opera production. I yeah. have a lot going on.
1: Yeah, no, a lot of guys kissing you on stage. Yeah, that too yeah, <laughs>
0: helps.
1: All right, Well, right, I'm okay with a six.
0: Yeah, I I was I kept thinking we might like dig around and find something in there that you you would reveal that some idiosyncrasy turned out to be like I don't know something horrible, but. It sounds it sounds pretty peaceful and honestly, like mature, Mm -hmm. you know, you're both in your 30s. I assume he's had relationship experiences other than this one. And, you you know, take it as a good sign that the level of missing is different than the level of missing you had in your unhealthy tenure relationship.
1: I, I would almost compare it to, I think you just have to accustom yourself. I think you need to retrain your your mind, but I would I would compare it to like, I have some friends and I'm sure you do, and I'm sure you do, where you're really good friends and you go way back, but you go like six months sometimes without anything, no text, no email, no talk, nothing, no seeing. And then you like pick up the phone and it's like you literally just talked the day before. There's nothing has changed. It's kind of like that. It's like, you guys are really good friends at this point and you have sex I assume once in a while and <laughs> and like and like there's nothing wrong with with a really great close human friend to just take a break and then come back and start right where you left off just get used to that enjoy your time apart be feel feel um lucky that you can have that time apart from him and he's willing to give it to you and not be like you know no you have to be here all the time you're not allowed to leave you know and the fact that he can probably, enjoy his time alone to some degree as well. The That's a functional room. relationship.
0: The breathing room. Yes. Yeah. Valuable. Mm.
3: Was this what you were expecting us to say? I actually didn't know what to expect. Um, as an overthinker, I sometimes assume the worst. So I'm pleasantly surprised um, by your responses. So,
1: And keep in mind, nine out of 10 times, I'd, I would tell you to break up with a guy. <laughs> So you're, you're in the outlier. It's department. true.
0: If you've been listening to Dear Shandy, you know that we're not afraid to say yeah. something's wrong.
1: Because by default, if you're calling into the podcast, usually problems are a lot worse than a guy loading the dishwasher wrong. But if you're calling into the podcast, chances are you're probably in a, in a little bit of problem. I think you're calling in just because you love us so much and you just want to <laughs> chat. That's my guess. Right? Probably. Okay. And I'm flattered.
0: She also wants to show off her puppy. all right kate is there do you have anything anything else i mean you've got Do you want
1: us to tell you something bad is that what you want Because if you do then there's a problem
3: (laughs) no it's so funny too because like you know was it what i was expecting um i was listening to the latest episode last week and it was the q a and there was the uh married woman who had written in and just saying how unhappy she was and the whole time i'm just like yelling at my phone like leave them like
1: <laughs> it. The <horse> <laughs> but then i was
3: just like oh i you. hope they don't tell me that on <laughs> like when i speak to them <laughs> i don't know if i'm ready to hear that
1: <laughs> well we didn't you got this is tied for like most not yeah. problem i've i've heard most not We've, problem yeah this is nice. the most you win most tied for most not problem
0: yeah top three i would say at least yeah yeah you're good yeah based
3: on what you've told us
1: yeah unless, unless you're hiding, hiding unless you're hiding something you're hiding anything
3: Not that I know it, not consciously.
1: (laughs) No, she's Canadian. She would never hide anything (laughs) except except her emotions.
3: All right, Kate.
0: Thank you for calling and and enjoy. Enjoy your relationship and the amount
3: of space you seem to have in it. Yeah, enjoy your space. Space is a valuable thing as well. It is. Thank you both. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. All right.
1: I'm going to leave mine on.
3: Really? Yeah. Why?
1: I don't know. I like it.
0: Oh, you're you're insecure about your hair.
1: Yeah, my hair is a mess. I just feel like I, I, it it, cover, it covers it up well.
0: I I mean, we do a wrap up at the end without headphones. People know that I'm cutting your hair. You it, don't need to. It doesn't,
1: I play by my own rules. I'm doing the wrap up with my headphones on. Do you want me? Do you, ref, do you insist upon me taking my headphones off?
0: It's more of a consistency. Okay,
1: fine. I'll take my headphones thing. off. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> your hair doesn't look bad. Eh. It's just a little, like, disheveled.
1: Thus, me wanting to keep my headphones on. Oh, stop.
0: All right, well, that was easy. Unless (laughs) she was hiding, I couldn't tell. I was like, is there something that you don't want to tell us? But
1: I mean, aside from the fact that he's a psychopath about loading the dishwasher. (laughs) Sounds pretty good.
0: I thought her question was really interesting, and I still do, just because I can see how you'd be like, this isn't what I'm used to. Oh, absolutely. I'm used to feeling pain, physical pain when we're not together. Mm -hmm. What does this mean? Especially when you're an overthinker and I can relate to her on that, but it it, honestly, it feels good when someone calls in and we're like, seems good to us.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's great. (laughs) It's It's really refreshing. It's really easy. And I do, I, I have to say there is, I think people have, the movies give the wrong impression of what a great relationship is. You know, it's not all this like, constant passion and like dying missing for each other Mm -hmm. and drama. it should be easy almost like boring easy
0: yeah to some extent and i maintain what i said about how you kind of the relationship the two of you set the tone for for that for the amount of missing that is had
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) well done
0: there have been times where I, you know, you're texting about every little thing, every little exchange you have, every event.
1: No, I agree. It can be annoying, even with someone you truly love. Like constant, like text, like well, just annoying,
0: not- or it becomes there then painful because you're spending too much time wrapped up in that relationship instead of
1: right. You're not actually your alone. Life. You're like with them, but they're not physically there. Yes. So it's like without this the comfort of having of- them that there. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, she, And I, I feel like I, I have authority to talk about this kind of thing. Because, as much as anybody. Yeah, because I have been in that situation. And I do recall the relationships where I felt that pain the most was really the most dependency. Yeah, You felt like you needed each other to get through the day.
1: It's very stressful. Which isn't healthy. It's very stressful.
0: You're, you're individuals. You're independent people.
1: You should feel confident that your partner is behaving themselves in whatever way you expect them to behave themselves in Mm -hmm. and you should feel comfortable having your time alone yeah oh i'm always
0: delighted to have it i'm looking forward to my next gig
1: (laughs) (laughs) well how much are you looking forward are you are you sick of me after being completely on top of me for the past year like every second of every day i
0: have to admit i'm looking forward to a change of scenery
1: it's easier for you like for me, I'm just gonna be stuck in the house for six weeks.
0: Yeah, without me cooking for you. Oof, I'm not envious of you.
1: I can. I think I can egg my way through those six weeks.
0: <laughs> that's a Family Guy reference for yeah, anyone wondering.
1: Trademark and trademark, <laughs> copyright. Anyway, so good. Good. Kate is Kate is doing great. Just because I got to adjust to a normal relationship.
0: Yes, I and mean, that's a wonderful thing to need to adjust to. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. If you guys enjoyed what you heard today, you can show Dear Shandy the love by leaving an iTunes review, iTunes ratings, subscribing, liking, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, where we will poll you and ask you questions for future episodes. So Mm. you should really be doing that. And yeah, without further ado, that's it. That is it. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Yeah. yeah.